Welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Johnson and Rob Highlander. My name is Wayne Highlander. I'm the National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. Oh, Rob, you're starting to wear off on me, man. Did you hear what I just said? I heard exactly what you just said, yes. My family's going to be so ashamed. Oh, my God. They should be so proud of you. At our house, we call it Jomfinitz. That's what that is. Now you've got really? Jomfinitz, man. You're ready oh, to go. Man. I'm taking three anything. steps back. Well, Rob, Rob, right? Uh, Mr. Johnson, please. All right. Today I wanted to talk about Dale Glue Assist. So before we get started, I always like to see what you, you know. I always keep my eye on you, right? I think one day I, you know, I need a predecessor one day, and I, I keep looking at you, you know. Uh, so I said in on the uh, – is it kind of you looking at me like, uh, you know, the warden is a winking at me type of thing? Looking that way or something else? Uh, something else. Okay. Let's talk about something today that we're seeing more and more in our industry becoming more commonplace. It's a nail glue assist. Uh, we see with the industry changes, you know, with the introduction of more plank, wider plank. Uh, this is certainly one of the biggest trends in the last 10 years. And Rob, were you at the NWFA last year, Rob? No, I wasn't. Are you trying uh, to hurt my feelings? Uh, that's right. You don't get picked. It was only for anymore. important people, and yeah. uh, you know somebody yeah. has to pay the bills when you corporate stooges are out drinking martinis till three o'clock in the morning. There's still our worker bees out there that you know have to keep this train moving. You know what I'll do from now on? I'm going to make a note of this. I'll send you pictures from every event that I go to from now on, so you don't feel like you're left out. That but, would be awesome. I'd appreciate that. Well, one of the uh, most widely attended classes at the NWFA 2018 was uh, noisy floors, squeaking and popping uh, floors. And it's interesting because, you know, the industry with the wider plank, we've all gone to uh, engineered floors, right? And we do that for what reason, Rob? Stability, Wayne. That's it. I think my guess would be stability. Yes, uh, right you are. Dimensional stability. Uh, and, and it's true that engineered floors are more dimensionally stable, but ironically, the national. What did you just say? Did you say di- dimensionally? Yeah, dimensionally stable. Di. It sounded like you said dimensionally stable. Mm-hmm. It's dimensionally stable. Dimensionally. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, the industry's gone that direction because they're they're more stable. How's that? I just bypassed the issue altogether. I'm learning. Perfect. So, but ironically, the National Wood Flooring Association is getting more and more complaints about squeaking and popping and, and noisy subfloors. Wait, uh, wait. You, yeah. you said back then that you lived everywhere. Yeah. Should you be doing podcasts? I mean, being in the witness protection program and everything? You think that's safe? Well, there's no cameras, so that helps. And I'm oh, still using that's them. right. True. Yes, and they yes. don't really know where you are. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, I'm thinking of you and you and your family. So I appreciate that first. so much. Yes. Yeah. So I erred when I said that. Uh, I said that uh, noisy and squeaky subfloors. It's actually noisy and squeaky flooring. There's two different subjects right there. So uh, w- one of the biggest factors that guys are running into now is noisy and squeaky floors, right? I mean, if you think about it, the wider the board is, the less nails per square foot. And there's another dyma- dynamic coming into play here, too, that I think is, uh, is, uh, has to be considered. 
a lot of times these engineered floors don't have the big tongue like the three-quarter inch solid do. So these bigger gauge fasteners, uh, in order to avoid splitting the tongue, guys are going to the light gauge staple. So these fasteners has less grab than the, uh, the larger gauge staples that are going into the solid product, right? So especially like on OSB, there's, there's a chance they can work loose over time. So I, I think this is why we're seeing more of the, uh, the, the nail glue assist, uh, because you need that additional holding power. Rob, I, I, I'm almost afraid to ask you this, but I, I'm sure in your day you've, you've had a fair amount of callbacks. No, I can't remember any. Really? Yes, of course. We've all had callbacks now and then. I was going to say, you're like, you're like my uncle. When, he, when I worked with him, he said that uh, back in his day, you'd had to install 700 square feet or you didn't get paid. And then he retired, and he told me it was 800 square feet. And then I talked to him about five years after he retired, and he said if a guy didn't get 1,000 square feet, he was, he was a lousy installer. So i got to film this one of these things with you. Mm-hmm. So There's the right way, the wrong way, and the Johnson way. That's how I was brought up. There you go. Um, so I think it's one of the worst callbacks you, you can have, Rob. If, if You know, these, these floors cost a lot of money these days. I keep talking about that, but it's so true. I mean, you know, the, the cost of a hardwood floor to a homeowner can be, you know, I mean, these, there's guys doing floors out there, $100,000 jobs. And uh, if you get that callback with a homeowner and they're standing there and the floor squeaks, there ain't no good answer for that, right? I mean, what do you, what no. do, you do? You're standing in front of that homeowner and they're walking across I, the floor. I, I mean, what we used to do was we used to have to go back and try to find joists and screw things down if it was possible, drilling holes, pumping epoxy in. Um, yeah, it, was an, it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I, and the I, other thing that we found is once they found one or two spots, now they, they would go over the whole floor with a fine-tooth comb. That's right. Now you open the door. Right now you've opened the door and now they're they're checking everything, so uh, I mean I can only go on what I've heard, uh, obviously, you know. And and here's the thing, I mean, um, there's no homeowner that wants to see someone drilling holes on top of the floor, or going underneath the subfloor, and not to mention that the you know now, your uh, the profit margin takes a nosedive and what have you. So the, it's why you're seeing more and more nail glue assists out there right now. Hey Wayne. Yeah. Did you treat engineered nail glue assists any different than solids? Actually, I do, Rob. Uh, I prefer to, if I'm doing a, a, a solid floor, I prefer to, to do a full trowel. Um, now, uh, if I'm going, but I, like I said, I would go to a smaller trowel. Uh, you know, we talk about new technology and things that have made life easier for, for guys and what have you. Uh, you know, one of the, I mean, we have phenomenal success with our sausages. And uh, a lot of guys will just, when we talk about nail glue assist, we see a lot of guys using the sausages, right? They're less expensive. That's going to be the cleanest caulking gun that you've ever used in your life. Uh, does a great job. Like I said, the nice thing about doing a nail glue assist with a bonus siling adhesive, you know, uh, guys tend to, you know, you got a uh, – compressor and a nail gun in play a lot of times sometimes you get the uh the adhesive on the uh on the on the the hose and uh the sign lane adhesive is so much easier to clean up on a nail glue assist so you know but the the sausages is this one of these new uh technologies that we didn't have back in the day so it just make makes life easier for the installer 
I do think, however, if you're going to use a nail glue assist that you do need to stay on the nailing schedule. Uh, I think that's important. But uh, uh, all this does. So you're not you, going to you're not going to change when you're nailing. You're just not going to do a, a heavy trowel with the glue. Is that what you're saying? Just a light trowel with the glue, and then keep your nailing exactly the same. Yeah, I stay on the same nailing schedule, but as okay. I said, I'll, I'll go to a smaller trowel. Because uh, right. what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, to, to stop the squeaks and pops and what have you. And like I said, these the wider the, the floor, the less fasteners per square foot, and mm-hmm. the more chance for it to squeak. So all I'm doing is I'm trying to minimize my risk, right? I'm trying to put the, you know that on my side of the equation. Wayne, if I'm using sausages for glue nail assist, how do you recommend doing it? So it's interesting because a lot of guys, there, there's three different ways that we see guys using this uh, for, the, for the most part. There are guys that are using the serpentine method. Uh, there's guys that are using like every, perpendic- every six inches or so, they do a perpendicular line across the board. And uh, some guys are using uh, just one heavy, heavy bead about three quarters of an inside back of the groove side of the board. Now, I can tell you my brother uses a ton of sausages. Uh, it's not because I got the word bone on my chest. Uh, and they do a, a lot of 5-8 white oak, uh, Eastern European engineered floors, right? And so what they do is they put one, one bead along the back side of the board uh, and then nail the front of the board. And that's an effort to stop the floors and that lateral movement that you can get. I know a lot of guys use the serpentine method. I think if you're going to use a serpentine method, you should go from end to end of the board. For instance, if it's a five-inch board, I wouldn't go, you know, uh, like three inches from, you know, an inch back from from either side. You know, there's a chance the board can rock. Uh, although it's, uh, I, I don't see it. I mean, it's not common. It's not something I hear about, but it makes sense to me. So if you're going to do the serpentine, I just go, make sure you go from edge to edge of the board. And then, you know, if guys like doing a six-inch perpendicular lines i have no problem with that i think that's a good way to go as well so it's just a nice tool we see guys using it you know it's interesting from one side of the country to the other from one shop to another how guys have incorporated this into what they do but uh it's a real inexpensive way of uh of um you know securing that floor to the subfloor you know i'm glad we're talking about this wayne because about seven months ago I got a call from my son, and uh, he says, hey, I'm laying a five-inch. I'm doing what you said. I got the sausages. I'm going to do the glue nail assist and everything, but he goes, what do I do with the felt paper? And I said, well, I guess you can't use the felt paper. He goes, well, what do I do for a moisture barrier? He goes, you know, I'm going to have uh, plywood subfloor. He goes, the basement isn't wet, but I don't want to take that chance. He goes, so, you know, I got to have something down. It's five-inch. I don't want the cup from underneath. So I, so I almost said to him, well, you know, what about painting the subfloor? And then I thought, well, you can't paint the subfloor and do anything like that because, yeah, it might give you a little barrier, but we can't stick the adhesives to the paint. So I said, well, I, I, said, I think you just have to, you know, choose one. So I said I would choose going with the, with the bead of glue and not the felt paper. First of all, I love your kid. I mean, who who names their kid Bum? <laughs> Actually, I mean, he got that name from Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr, the hockey player. Yeah. Bobby Orr blessed that nickname. I uh, 
met Bobby Orr at a rink opening one time. We were skating, and uh, it was uh, it was one of the best days ever. I mean, it was like uh, you know, you meet your idol, and it's pretty cool that he's a good guy on the on top of that too. And uh, I brought a couple of uh, hockey sticks, and he was going to autograph one. And I said, uh, he said, who do you want me to make this out to? I said, make it out to Bum and Emily. And he, Bobby Orr looked at me and he said, Bum? I said, yeah, yeah, that's his nickname. His sister couldn't say Robert, and Bum came out. And I said, boy, that's it. That's going to be his nickname forever. And uh, Bobby Orr looked at me and he said, hmm, Bum, Bum. He goes, you know what? I really like that. That's So Bobby Orr autographed that stick to Bum and Emily from your friend Bobby Orr. So he's been Bum ever since. And there was a point in time where Bum didn't want to be called Bum anymore, and then I told him that story. I said, well, you know, Bobby Orr blessed your nickname. And after that, he's been Bum ever since. I like it. He's a good kid. And I, I don't know if, you know, if he mentioned to you, I had a really long talk with him, I don't know, about three months ago. Uh, I know. Really. It was one of the saddest days of my life when yeah. he had a question about doing a floor. There was something with a floor, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, I cannot believe that I am about to say this. But I said, you know something? I think Wayne Highlander will be able to answer that question better than me. I said, uh, here's his phone number. It was painful. I said, but do not tell Wayne that I said he would be better suited to answer this question than myself to say you know I was busy and I couldn't get to it and you know I passed it off to Wayne so well I there you tell go. you I, there's uh, your props there's your props for the day Wayne well <laughs> I really enjoyed talking to him I mean you know we talked a little bit about Flores but mostly it was apparent to me that he needed a male role model in his life and uh if I could fit that bill for him then I was happy to do it Good kid. So, what do you do? It's a it's it's a question that I get from time to time. Okay, so I like the sausages. I want to use the sausages. I understand how that helps me. I know the fasteners don't hold. Uh, even if they do this season, they, from season to season, it can change. I want to be able to hold the floor down, but if I'm using the sausages, what do I do about the moisture in the subfloor? So, Bona R540, uh, we brought over here from Europe. It's been out in Europe for quite a while. We brought it over here now. And now this product, you roll out one coat on a wood subfloor, protects you up to 20% moisture protection. I think this is huge, man. Uh, and I think this is one of those game changer type products. You know, the National Wood Flooring Association says, you know, if it's, if it's strip flooring, you gotta be within 4% moisture from the finished floor to the subfloor. If it's plank flooring, it's got to be within, which is three, 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 uh, three inches and above. Uh, you got to be within two percent. So this protects you all the way up to twenty percent moisture protection. So and here's the scenario, Rob. I mean, again, guys, guys get faced with this a lot, and uh, you get to the job. You know, you, you, know, you told the builder to get the heat on. You, you want the optimum conditions, but how often do we really get optimum, optimum conditions as an installer, right? Uh, so you get there to do the floor. You're scheduled for that week. You got three guys with you, installers. You've got the homeowner going on vacation, and uh, it's go time. Moisture, moisture in the subfloors, say 13, 14 percent, and you want it to be 10. Uh, you got two choices from there. One is that you you go ahead and install the floor and roll the dice, or two is you delay the job. 
and you tell them, you know what, the job's not ready to go. And we all know in the real, we, I, listen, I lived in the real world and I know you do too. Uh, and we know what that potentially can lead up to. You know, by the time you get back to the job, you're, you're, you're booked or they're going to get somebody else or what have you. So I, I think this combination of the R540 sealer and the sausages is going to be huge for us. So I, I tell you, all kidding aside, I, I think that this is a home run. I mean, we've already really been talking a lot about it in the schools, uh, putting these two products together because, you know, like I said, it was the exact answer that I got from my own son, you know. And I appreciate the nice things you're saying about my son, but, you know, he's not all uh, sunshine and rainbows. About uh, about a year ago, I got, and this is going to go with adhesives. This long, boring story will have an adhesive end to it in the end, okay? Back when I was doing glue nail assist 25 years ago or whatever, um, my glue nail assist would be liquid nails or Elmer's glue. I used to buy, seriously, I used to buy Elmer's glue by the gallon. And one day I got a picture, my son texted me a picture of one of the ugliest floors that I had ever seen in my life. This guy who had installed this floor, he top nailed the last four rows. He had used glue, he had used top nails, so the all the floors, all the boards had shrunk and they all started moving and the putty popped out of the nails and there was rust and I mean it was ugly he sends me this picture and i text him back i said man what a hack and he goes yeah you did this one about 25 years ago the homeowner says hello so like i said he's not all uh, i mean he's a great kid and everything but he's definitely got a little of his father in him sorry i was making a sandwich you want to go through that again (laughs) are you sure i could do that all day long No, that's what I'm afraid of. That's okay. We'll just move on. Okay. You know, I'm going to talk about the uh, DIY adhesives because you see guys going into the big box stores and buying these type of products and what have you. And, uh, you know, I used to be an inspector for the Contractor State License Board in in California. And uh, I'll never forget this job. Uh, Just like it was yesterday, it was four-inch red oak solid flooring uh, select. And uh, the, it was about 25, 26 feet across, and the room was about 30 feet long. But when I got there to look at the floor, in the middle of the floor, it went up like a wine barrel for the whole 30 feet length of that floor. So, you know, we started looking, well, why, what would cause this? And the guy was using one of those, you know, polyurethane type uh, construction adhesive he got at the big box store. He didn't want a top nail. So for the first three rows, he used that product down there, and he didn't want to top nail it when he got to the end of the floor, so he used that same type of product. He nailed the rest of the floor off with a cleat nailer, and then so what happened was he killed the expansion on one side of the room. He killed the expansion on the other side of the room. That floor had nowhere to go. So these products don't have the elongation that's needed for the natural, the natural expansion contraction of wood flooring. Uh, and over time, I've seen them get chalky and brittle. Uh, you ever see, you know, uh, the nosing getting uh, getting broken off or come loose over time because it came brittle, and now the proof uh, is. I, I don't even want to think about some of the things that I did using those those adhesives that you're talking from the big box stores. I mean, on stair treads and nosings, and all not knowing about you know 
sign lane technology and everything. I, and just like I said, that picture that my son sent really reminded me of uh, some of the things that I did in the past. And uh, I think there's some streets that I'm not going to drive down for a while. You know, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> a lot of team moldings too. You see, you get kicked off when you go to bid jobs and stuff. You see the team moldings being kicked off. You look at the, the where they where they were set down, where it's crystallized over time and just sheared right off. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but we've just come out with the 880, which is uh, is actually designed for uh, for wall treatments because it sets up so fast. Uh, tremendous holding power, and it really grabs fast. So great product for its assigning technology, great for stair noses, great for risers, great for anywhere you need a uh, board replacement or what have you. So really good stuff. So, well, Rob, do you feel like you learned anything today? Um, no, actually, I don't. I, I feel like I've, I got dumber doing this podcast with you. Really? So um, I'm just going to take a little break, I think. No, of course. Absolutely. I do feel like, uh, and I hope other people did too, because uh, like I said, I know there's a lot of old timers out there like myself that uh, you know just didn't understand about the adhesives we were using and today's adhesives that's going to mimic the movement of a floor. So I think this is great stuff. Yeah, I remember, uh, Wayne, it's not really learning, it's unlearning what we know. Okay. I was trying to get Uh, deep there, but it didn't work. Well, it's okay, but I'll... I'll, You want me to try it again? Uh, Yeah. The first problem Uh, for uh, all uh, of us is not to learn, Wayne, but to unlearn. How's that? So this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Stay tuned for another episode coming soon.